This week on Kettle of Fish, stuntman Tony McFarr stops by to talk about Jurassic feats and galactic stunts. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 30-minute action-packed money shot after the one hour of political foreplay, usually. Um, I am your seafaring superintendent of sauciness, <laughs> Nick Katsouris. There, I finally wrote an intro for myself. You guys happy? Yes. Now people <laughs> finally know who I am behind the mic. Uh. All right, that yes. was needed, Nick. Uh, week after week, you have been putting yourself to the side and just focusing on everyone else, and I'm glad to see you step up and say, yes, I'm Nick Katsouris. Now you know the name behind the voice. Nick and proud. All right. I am a shameless self-promoter, but for some reason on this show, I had just forgotten since um, I was introduced on the other show introducing everybody. I don't know. Anyways, who just chimed in there? That is Fern, the birthday girl heart. Hey, hi, what's up? <laughs> oh, it's been a whirlwind uh, 24 hours. I actually behave myself pretty well. Normally birthdays are, you know, the time to let loose and let go, but Happy I exhibited some self-control last day. night, so I'm not completely and utterly hungover this morning, which is Happy great. I actually feel good, I feel bright, I feel fresh, and I'm another year older, and I'm on the right side of the turf, so this is a good day. Happy birthday. Thank you. We thought we'd try to sing and dance and play today. We wanted to surprise you on your birthday and say we love you every day, not just today. Okay, the timing on that was a little goofy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all good. But Mr. Rogers sang "Happy Birthday," and because I oh, just... thank you, that was so sweet. Thank you. Fern got overly anxious. All yeah, right, okay. today on the show, or actually, see, you got me all off kilter. Dee, real quick, who's coming up on some shows in the future here? Okay. We'll get Tony in well, coming up on our musical osmosis, we've got Ms. Buick Audra of Friendship Commanders that's going to be on next week. Uh, then in April, just before the super duper April party of April's, uh, is going to be reformed whores. And that's going to be really cool because, uh, we're going to see them at April's party and ain't no like, ain't no party like a Gomez party because Gomez party is insane. So we've also got, uh, on our 51st episode, we have Mr. John Lear, who's going to tell us what it's like to be turning 51. Uh, we're going to have Paul Goebel on the next funny thing about politics. Uh, and then the two that I've been saving for last, next week, we are having the Larry, Daryl, and Daryl reunion show at last. Uh, yes. So we're going to have William Sanderson call in and uh, his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. No, it's going to be really cool because, you know, who's who's ever heard them talk, like, maybe once? So it's gonna Yeah, be really Tony cool. and John will be um, calling in, too, and, and it's been getting talk. a big buzz, so I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, and then um, on April 9th is going to be my super-duper awesome show, 
we're going to have Fiona Duruff, a.k.a. Bart, from uh, Dirk Gently Holistic Detective Agency. And I cannot wait. She's filming the new uh, Cult of Chucky movie over in New Zealand. Is that right? I thought it was in Iceland. Uh, Iceland. I, they, you know, they're both gorgeous places and they film a lot of stuff there for good reason. So yeah, we're, we're going to talk to her and see where the universe takes her. Um, but today we are going to have a super duper exciting show because we have a first. It is our first stunt person on. Finally. Today. Yes. Finally. Yes. Super duper. So we have got, um, the, stunt person for Chris Pratt and I'm sure countless others, but you know, that's the one everybody will probably recognize. Mr. Tony McFar. Tony, what's up? Hello. <clears throat> not much, not much. Just hanging out. Talking to you guys. Very good. Hey, um, as I said a little bit in the intro, I've been trying to get a stunt man on here forever. And let me kind of start with this, because here's why. As a kid, <laughs> one of my favorite shows growing up, and I know you know the show, the Fall Guy with Lee Majors. I was a big, like, Dukes of Hazard, Knight Rider, Fall Guy kid. Yep, yep, yep. And all uh, these years, I always wondered, like, as a stunt person, do you do you feel more like the song, like, I'm the unsung hero that makes Eastwood look so fine? Or do you not really <laughs> worry about the recognition and it's all about the work? I mean, do you feel like kind of like you're taking a backseat and making the stars look good? Or is it just about the work and you have no concerns about recognition? Um, I mean, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of both, but most of the time, yeah, you, you know, you, you know that you're not going to get, you know, the recognition, you know, when I work with Chris and some of the guys, they, they do, they acknowledge that, like, uh, you know, I got a stunt guy that, that's taking some hard hits, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing that's going on right now with the Oscars or whatever, is like, we're one of the only things that are categories that are not recognized, like, they, they give awards for just about every other category except for, you know, stunt players and and that's a big, you know, big part of some of these big action-packed movies, uh, you know, to, to create these scenes and, and keep everyone safe. And we're the only ones that aren't, aren't recognized. And, and there's, like, I don't even know how many categories, like, you know, 48,000 categories for, you know, you name it, except for stunts. But, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it, it goes, it, you know, when I think the rub is is when, like, some there's a nasty stunt and, like, a, someone takes credit for it, then that's, that's when the stunt community is like, well, that's <laughs> BS. But yeah, uh, you know, with Chris, he's always good and, 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 you know, throws me recognition, whatever. But yeah, some of these other guys, they might be like, yeah, I do all my own stunts. And we're like, uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Well, that's so. interesting. And I know Fern had called me this week and she's like, hey, I ran across this article talking exactly what you were just saying about the Oscars. And I know they were having <laughs> a little bit of a protest about it. Fern, what did <laughs> you find out about that? Cause I know that was something when you read it, you were fairly taken back by it. Well, yeah, you know, I just finally sat down and watched Jurassic World, which I've been dying to watch for a long time. And everybody in the house is just like, oh, I'm not into the Jurassic Park movies. And I look at my four-year-old and I was like, do you want to watch a scary dinosaur movie? And he's like, yes. He absolutely loved it, by the way. Um, and I took my 14-year-old on his birthday to see Passengers. That's the movie he wanted okay. to see. So, you know, yeah, yeah. all great, great, great work. But, you know, with the Oscars coming up, I started thinking about it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what kind of award that they get for Sunman. And I was 
shocked to find out that A, that they didn't give you guys any type of recognition, and B, that there was like a 50,000 signature petition that went um, around last year, and they still denied it. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this rumor in, in your circle, because I'm sure the stunt community is fairly, you know, tight and close. It's a tight um, yeah, yeah, but there's some sort of rumor going around that one of the actors, a cowboy, got into an altercation with, like, somebody from the Academy, and ever since then, like, the stunt community has been ostracized, and I guess it's some sort of urban legend, which I couldn't find any verification to. But yeah. I just think, it you know, you guys... It like it might have, yeah, some, some verification. Yeah. I mean, because it seems, like, really weird, because, like, all the different, you know, <laughs> categories there are, and there's not one for stunts. Like, there's so many r- ridiculous categories. I mean, not ridiculous, everyone plays a part in making the movies and they should be recognized. Yeah. But yeah, just what you're saying, there's, there's gotta be some, something that, that's true about that. Huh. Yeah. I had never even heard that. Tony, were you, um, familiar with what Fern was saying with that urban legend that some <laughs> cowboy pissed off the Academy like years ago? No, I, <clears throat> I wasn't familiar with that, but, uh, you know, I've heard that there's like, there's something else kind of going on and, you know, some kind of under, under current that, you know, people aren't aware of that. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, they really just kind of <clears throat> snub and turn their nose to it, you know, more than like, oh, hey, maybe we'll look into it. They're just like, nope, nope, you know, not even like, hey, we'll, we'll check. So We but, better know, be so careful. We don't want to start any conspiracies here on the station today. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that yeah. goes. All right, so let's move yeah. on to this. What do you think about actors? And you've worked, of course, with Chris Pratt. I was looking at your IMDb. It's an incredible <laughs> Like, your career is just an incredible list of accomplishments there. Thank you. When you talk about the actors and the ones who choose to do, to do their own stunts, like a Jackie Chang, or I know Jason Statham and um, Tom Cruise is another big one, just to name a yeah. few. Creatively, do you feel like it's better when actors do their own stunts? Because then it's, like, more authentic. It's the actor actually, like, putting his ass on the line and doing a stunt. Or do you think it's yeah. more negative? Because now they got to kind of break character and get into all this incredible, like, um, dangerous, well-thought-out stunt. They kind of have to break the rhythm of the role to do that. Is that a positive or a negative, you think, when actors do their own stunts? No, I mean, if, if they're capable and uh, able to do it, definitely. Um, you know, like Chris is, you know, he's an athlete and, and he's able to do everything. So, you know, there's always going to be, like with Tom Cruise, he does a lot of his own stunts too, but the team comes in and does the stunt and rehearses it and does it countless times and just make sure it's as safe as possible. And if the actor's able to do it, that's great. You know, it gives it that much more, you know, authenticity. But, uh, you know, there's some actors that are just, uh, I don't know, they're, they're not capable and they're just maybe a little bit ego. And they, you know, it's like, wow. oh, actually, you really shouldn't do this. And if, if they're going to get hurt, obviously it's a huge liability, you know, to the production because if, if they get hurt or, you know, twist an ankle, or whatever, and shuts it down for you know a month or two. You know that that puts a lot of people out of work. And but um, yeah, like I said, Tom Cruise and Chris, and you know they're athletes. So yeah, you know if they want to do it, unless it's something just you know crazy, crazy, then yeah, they you know, say crazy, I'm, I'm crazy for, for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure where that line is. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, that's funny, though, when you talk about um, liability. What is the liability? I don't want to get too technical here, but insurance-wise and all that, do you have to belong to some kind of association? Do you have, like, I imagine the insurance is outrageous, but is there some kind of registry or you have to go, th- or a union, or besides, you know, SAG, is there a union where you have to be recognized for you to be insured? How does that work? No, so basically, uh, so 
just like you pointed out, you have to be SAG with the Screen Actors Guild, and that uh, so you know that's actors, not anyone that's on on TV and movie. And uh, once you're on that, and once you're on a set, the set is insured. So you know, if I were to break my leg, or whatever, the set, you know, that insurance covers me. Like I, I don't have to carry my own insurance. I just have normal insurance, you know, on my house, in my car, like everyone else. But when I'm working, and if something were to happen, then they cover me, and that's how it works. So yeah, there's no. No, you know, extra insurance or anything like that. Uh, basically, when the, the movie's getting ready, you know, they, they have to go through this whole insurance thing and then and, and tell them what the stunts are and, and you know, what the actor's going to do it, this and that. And that's how it works. It, yeah, pretty simple. <laughs> Just like normal insurance. <laughs> wow. See, that surprises yeah. me because I work at a nonprofit and, like, we have to, I guess, as the nonprofit, we have to tell our insurance, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do this. Um, event, we're going to go, you know, to the park and we expect to have like a hundred kids and they're going to play in the water and da, 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 da. But like our board of directors now is like, well, why don't you have insurance on the individuals that work there? Why don't you have insurance on the volunteers? Why don't, you know, they're, they're pushing us to, to get mm-hmm. insurance just for what we do. And, you know, we're, we just, we go help kids and we stand in court and, you know, that's like our, our thing is nowhere, nowhere near as dangerous as something that you would probably do. Like there's no bodily risk to me every day. I've never been in the kind of danger that Tony is probably on a weekly basis. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 and it's weird to think about it like that, but it, you know, it's just what, what you do. And, and, you know, again, you go through all this rehearsal and you make it as safe as possible. And, you know, that's, that's just, that's just it. Uh, yeah. You know, when I first started, I'm like, Oh my God, I just jump off a building and, you know, like a four story building into a path. Like that's crazy. But then, yeah, when you just, that's just, it, it becomes like, that's just your job. <laughs> and that's just what you do. It's, Did you uh, kind of morph into it? Cause I saw a couple of um, acting roles on your IMDb that looked like they took place before you got into stunt work. Did you start off wanting to be an actor? And then how did you transition into stunt work? Is that how that went? Yeah, so actually, I started actually as a as a model <laughs> when I was like wow. sixteen, and uh, <laughs> and then I, I I did a couple commercials or whatever. And actually, uh, I got my SAG card because I booked a, a SAG national commercial for uh, God, what was it? I can't even remember uh, some lawnmower company. And basically, there's a couple things you can do to get your SAG card. One is you book a role as a a, a major character on a commercial or a principal as a, on a commercial or you, you work like as an extra for, I don't know how many days or weeks, and then you're eligible to get your SAG card. Then you have to, you know, pay to become SAG. So I, I booked the commercial of that. I became SAG eligible. And then, uh, actually I started working at the Indiana Jones stunt show over in, uh, Orlando. And, uh, that's pretty much how I started to get my stunt background. Um, and I worked there for over 10 years. And then in that process, I was working, uh, you know, on shows like Burn Notice in Miami and the right. Glade. And, uh, shows on the East Coast, you know, from North Carolina down to, uh, Miami. And, uh, just kept just gradually working and working and just networking and networking. And, and that's kind of how it is. Just get your name out there and then just wait for your, your kind of break. So when to, did you uh, know you wanted to go into stunt work? I mean, were you at the lawnmower commercial, like jumping 20 cars, oh, flaming cars with yeah. a lawnmower? Or when did you know you wanted to transition into just strictly stunt work? Um, so I guess when I was going to do, the uh, Indiana Jones stunt audition. Actually, I was on the way from Orlando to go to the beach, and uh, someone told me about the audition. And I was like, all right. And I stopped there, and, uh, you know, they, they put you through. You have to do push-ups, pull-ups, and look like the character. And uh, you just keep 
making it through the round and then I made it to the end and they said they'd give me a call and then uh, I got hired with them and they show you how to like take punches, throw punches and, you know, do high falls and it, it's a good base for a lot of stunt people. So, so with stunt people, yeah, if you're, if you come from a live stunt show when you're doing it every day, it's a good base because you're, you know, taking punches, wow. throwing punches, falling off buildings every day. So you're getting the numbers. Um, other, other stunt guys, they're like motocross guys that, you know, have a specialty skill. They, they cross into it or skydivers or gymnastics. They're all good, like base to, to cross into stunts and they get the call. And then when they come to a stunt, they're like, wow, that was awesome. And then they see how much they just made. And then you get residuals. They're like, Oh, I think I want to be a stunt man. So that's basically, basically how, how, how do you become a stunt man? Either live shows or some specialty skill that you have. And then you do it and you're like, Oh, this was awesome. And you just see? continue to do it. And this is why I love talking to different talents because I would have never even thought that. That is totally eye opening. Um, I want to shift gears here real quick and kind of talk about the physical demands of the job because I imagine what you do takes an extreme amount of physical conditioning and discipline, like a lot more than I'm just getting in shape for the beach. What is the <laughs> regiment? I mean, I can't imagine the discipline that you guys have to go through. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing, you know, all, all the stunt professionals are, are athletes, you know, even, you know, some bigger ones, whatever. I mean, they still have to be in a certain amount of, you know, shape to, to do what they do. So, I mean, I, I pretty much work out some way, one way or another, pretty much every day. Um, and then there's all kinds of gyms like gymnastic gyms and they have the tumbling floors. So you have to, you know, work on your falls and, you know, just sometimes just have to take it back to the basics, you know, like <laughs> dive rolls or, you know, you're just always, because you never know what the next stunt job is going to ask of you. I mean, it can be some crazy thing. So you just always are just kind of working on this and that and just trying to stay yeah, in the best shape you can. Yeah, I saw your resume and all your abilities. It was crazy, the list of abilities you had on there. It's unimaginable how you even keep track of all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's it. And, Very uh, you know, versatile. I'm in that, yeah, I'm in Atlanta now, and that's where the, the hot spot is. And there's, um, you know, all these gymnastic gyms. And they offer like parkour is kind of the new upcoming thing, like parkour, martial yeah. arts, free running. So there's, you know, that's the next thing I just kind of added to, just to learn some parkour. We can jump over stuff and continue with speed. And yeah, I, I mean, there's always something new and that's the next thing, but you just try to keep up with it and just uh, basically just try to keep in shape and stay injury free is, is, is the main goal, you know? Well, the surprising thing just so happened this month's issue of um, Red Bull magazine had an article with three or four different stunt performers in it. And I was reading it and it had like, um, Heidi Moneymaker and, um, Kale Schultz and Matt Mullins and it had all these different and remarkable people. But then when you read about their training regiments, one person is concentrating on speed. One person is concentrating on just like brute strength. And I was just surprised that there's not just one kind of path to take. That there's just so many processes to get to where you're going in the stunt world. Yeah, and so me, I'm I'm a bigger guy. I'm I'm six three and two twenty five. And luckily, Chris is actually you know my size because you'd be amazed that the main actors that you meet. And everyone looks big on screen, you know, when you go to see a movie. And then when I meet them in person, I'm like, oh, my God, they're like these tiny, tiny people. <laughs> so so me, you know, I, I do wire work and I can do some, you know, flipping on trampolines and stuff like that. I'm not a gymnast. And, and a guy my size normally doesn't have to be. So we're more like the ground pounders or, you know, stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> but they yeah, have like uh, Heidi Moneymaker and, Renee, and her sister Renee, who I work with on Passengers. 
um, yeah, they were, they were gymnasts and just, you know, very talented, you know, individuals. And that's, that's their skill set. So yeah, yeah everyone's got, there's, thought, there's like little niches for everyone. Yeah. I never thought about the strength and power aspect. I always thought it was about just kind of agility, endurance. I'm always thinking like Jackie Chang when it comes to stunt work, but there is a <laughs> little pocket in there where you have to have just powerhouses as well. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's, that, there's something for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and that was just interesting to me. Um, let's talk about injuries then. Cause I know like professionalism and preparedness, I know that makes a huge difference, but aren't you kind of in an industry where you know you're going to have serious injuries? I mean, I'm not talking coma, but you know, you're going to have, yeah. I imagine a lot of broken ribs and sprained wrists and stuff like that. And that's something you just can't escape, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't really, uh, uh, broken anything uh actually on Guardians of the galaxy i on literally the second day of shooting i i split my head and had 10 staples but and it's oh, just man. one of those things that just happened um and then i went i got the staple split in my head and went right back to work <laughs> i'm like all right let's do this thing but uh it's one of those things where you you again you just try to prepare and you try to pad yourself up and protect yourself as, as well as you can and if you start thinking about the injuries that's when that's when it happens um you know i go into every stunt thinking i'm gonna walk away <laughs> Uh, Scott free because once you start thinking about it, that's, that's when it happens. Uh, so yeah, that's, and that's the thing of stunts. If you, if you do it right, you make it look nasty and, but you're in control. And, you know, so that's, that's mind blowing. I thought it would be the exact opposite where you kind of resign yourself to like a cop, you know, like this or a firefighter. This could be my day. This could be the day oh, that I seriously get injured, but you're saying it's the exact opposite that you never go into it thinking you're going to get injured. Well, no, no, you always think you're like, it could be where you get injured. Yeah, you, you resign to the fact that you could end up in the hospital. But when I'm doing a stunt, that's the last thing I'm thinking about, you know, because it's just one of those things like, you know, I guess the thing is like, if you're, if you're riding a bike and you look at a rock, that's what you're going to hit. You're going to hit the rock. Don't look at the rock. <laughs> look past that rock. Look what you need to accomplish and get done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Never <laughs> look down, in other words, like they tell the yeah, um, trapeze people or high wire racks. Yeah. Yeah, just, just focus keep where you want to go. And, straight ahead. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally get that. All right, so that's surprising. I thought you would have had sustained a few. Well, I guess um, 10 staples in the head is a pretty major injury, though. But that's yeah, probably for, the for some of, of the stuff. I'm, but, yeah, you, I mean, you know, you get banged up and bruised. And, uh, I mean, I guess you just learn how to live with some pain. Um, you know, uh, yeah, definitely banged up and, yeah, bruised and just. But, yeah, nothing. I, I've been fortunate as far as, like, nothing nothing broken or nothing too 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 bad. Um, you know, I, I've had whiplash and I wouldn't be able to lift my head in the morning. I had to hold God. my head up with my, with my hand, my arm, like I try to get up. I'm like, Oh, well, those muscles in the back of my neck don't work anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's just part of it. Do you <laughs> worry do about things like age and ability and especially things like CGI? I mean, do you worry about special effects, um, eventually replacing the need for stunt performers? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the, the special effects that they have now and the CGI is, is just top notch. Um, so what, and a lot of it is you will do it practical, which means, you know, we'll do it on wires or actually do it. And then they kind of CGI over it. So there's always that, that need to actually have that base layer of a real person. Um, and then they kind of clean it up. Um, and sometimes they over CGI it or whatever, but, but yeah, they, they you, always uh... want to be able to try to do practical. When you're watching a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, can you see yourself during a stunt? Like, do you, do you, does it, is there any kind of stream of consciousness? Do you just say, 
I don't. It doesn't miss a beat. I only see Chris Pratt when I'm watching Jurassic World. Are you? Are you like, hey, there I am. I can see me doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh well, I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, I know it's me, but yeah, and I'm just like, oh, that's me. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't take like you Chris. out of the experience, though, of watching the movie. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, when I watch a movie like that that I've worked on so much, yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, all right, you know, if I'm not doing the stunt, I might be right off camera to the right. I'm like, oh, I'm right there on the right, like right out of frame. Man, that is so um, surreal. I cannot imagine that movie-going experience. So you see that with other people, too, when you go to other movies? Oh, I could see the stunt guy right there, or this is how this happened, or this is this type of fall. Does it just totally change the dynamic? Some, sometimes. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes. But, I mean, every most of these stunt guys, and everyone, it's so good that, it, you know, it, it really doesn't. But just some movies where I know that, like, I just happen to be not doing even not even doing a stunt, but I'm just right to the camera, right, or just right, you know what I mean, just standing there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was, I'm just right off screen. Yeah, so, yeah, not even that I was doing a stunt in that scene. I just happened to be on set and literally, like, you know, <laughs> three steps away from where the frame is for some reason. But, uh, I, you know, on some movies, yeah, I'll see the stunt and, I, and I'll judge the stunt on, you know, like the wire work or this or that. But, but most of these top-notch, you know, big movies, I mean, everyone's so good that, yeah, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the movie like everyone else. Well, I have to say this. I pulled up a list on Wikipedia, and I was looking at deaths, and there hasn't been one since 2012. So I, I guess that the industry is getting much, much better. But mm. I saw I saw the death count of how everybody was killed over the last 100 years or whatever in the movies with stunts, and it seems like the one that's most prominent is helicopters. It must be really dangerous to work with a helicopter. It seems like a lot of people getting thrashed by helicopters and there's injuries. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I've never, uh, I haven't worked with a helicopter yet. Um, Good job. Actually, I don't want to make work with a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh shit, don't you think? Actually, on, on Jurassic, there was a there was a helicopter shot where he's flying over the wood, and basically, uh, I'm supposed to run through the jungle, and 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 these are you know with stunts sometimes there's just unforeseen things. He was flying you know very low, and uh, all the the wind speed he was creating was just knocking branches off the trees and this is one of the ones that chris was like ah, no i'll just do it i'm like all right and then he was like oh wow holy shit <laughs> there's like branches falling everywhere and trees i was like oh and it's one of those things sometimes you know there's just unforeseen things you don't even plan for but uh yeah helicopters obviously uh I, I, you know can be dangerous uh and and you know they're always flown by you know pilots and you know they're not stunt pilots they're you know official helicopter pilots right but uh you know flying how they have to fly it is can be a predicament all right well let me kind of finish up with this then in the industry when there are injuries do you think that the injuries are occurring mostly because of human error or is it because like equipment malfunctions i read a couple where things exploded before they were supposed to explode or is it just so much freaking x factor involved that it's just impossible to just completely secure yourself from injury i mean there's just so many moving parts that you could never be completely safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can try to account for every possible thing, and then, yeah, I mean, literally, it could be as simple as, like, you know, twisting your ankle on a step going to the stunt. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, truly, that's that's half the injuries I've had is literally going to do the stunt or something. I'm like, oh, my God, I just fell out of my trailer. <laughs> you know, I just missed step. Oh, um, so it's just one of those things. Yeah, you, you try to account for everything, and, and mostly everything is so, so safe. And, uh, you know, as long as you have competent, you know, stunt coordinators that look out for you and then they're hiring the right people, um, it, it's a big thing. And, and that's, you know, the, the stunt coordinators are huge. They're the, they're, 
the safety ones and make sure everything's good. And, you know, if I'm hanging in a harness, because sometimes these directors forget that you're a person. And, you know, that's when the stunt coordinator's job is like, hey, you know, he's been hanging there <laughs> for about 20 minutes. We need to put him down so he can feel his leg. So, that is yeah, interesting, it, though. Do directors feel like you're superhuman or are they kind of like... They, they, they just forget that you're a person. You know, and if there's a nasty stunt and, you know, you do it the first time and everyone's like, oh, my God, that hurt. But then you do it two more times. Then they're like, oh, they just get desensitized. But you're like, oh, you know what? No, that really, really hurts. So like a nasty stunt, you can do about three times. And then after that, your body kind of takes over and starts trying to protect itself. And again, that's when the coordinators jump in and be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, you get about three times on this stunt. But yeah, the directors, they just want the shot. And sometimes they just forget that you're actually a person just getting crunched. Man, I can only imagine. <laughs> Fern D, has, has this episode kind of ruined the experience for you? Are you going to be looking at Jurassic World now going, you know, where's oh, Tony at? No. I'm trying to no. see where he comes in. No, I mean, and even like on, well, I guess the best example is Face Off. Like, you know that the one person's not really in the other person's body, but that doesn't change the fact that it's fucking amazing. I mean, and if anything, I think it makes it more interesting because you know that a lot, most of the time, there are real people doing those things. It's like, you know that explosion? That was probably real, and there's probably really a dude in that car when it was getting ready to blow. I mean, that's, you know, it's just like, yeah. I, I I don't know, but I'm a, I'm a really good movie watcher anyway. Like, I just get lost. So- in Jurassic, I do a pretty nasty ratchet. And, and that's the thing too, is like some of these things we shoot for weeks and weeks. And then by the time they, they get to the movie, they're cut so, so short. You're like, Oh my God. You know, like I spent so much time and like I got the shit knocked out of me. So in, in Jurassic, there's a nasty ratchet where the dinosaur explodes and literally this ball of fire is coming at me and I'm waiting for a guy to press a button to ratchet me back. It's a pressurized system. And I mean, I, I feel this fire and I'm like, Whoa. and then he ratchets me. <laughs> And then, you know, as soon as you, you pop up and they're like, are you all right? And you always say you're all right unless you're really banged up. And I'm like, oh, my God, are my eyebrows there? Like, it was this ball of fire. They always say it's going to be big, but it normally never is. This time it was like a giant fireball. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's wild. You know, it's really interesting because Nick's like, hey, did that ruin the movie experience for you, like knowing what's going on? And I was actually watching the movie trying to find you, like trying to see, and it, it seemed very seamless to me. I mean, I'm, and that's just yeah. a testament to what you guys do. It's not just the physical conditioning. It's not just the, the other training that you have, but you have to be able to act as well. And I think a lot of people miss that, you know, there's acting and then there's, stunt work and acting combined and that's really quite the feat to accomplish and I think that you guys um, I definitely think that you're not getting the recognition that you deserve and I think that that needs to change I think that the award system the academies, the Oscars, all of them need to start recognizing the work that you guys do because it is really incredible and it's it's mind blowing Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway from this whole thing all the research I did um, leading up to the show my biggest um, takeaway was kind of like the fall guy right the unsung hero and that's why I <laughs> led in with that um, point because it just seems like the the Oscars I mean I, that was not on my radar I didn't even know that and it just <clears> really <throat> does seem you guys should be getting a little bit more credit at least in my opinion as a movie goer yeah no, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and just like he was saying, yeah, you know, when, when you're doubling an actor, just like you look, if you look like them, that's great. But, you know, you have to see how they move and try to, you know, really mimic that as well. Uh, you know, that's, that's all a part of it too. You know, how they run, how they fall, 
you're, you're trying to make it look as seamless as you can. I mean, that's that's our job. You know, What's the lead-up time as good. on that? Like, how much time did you have to spend with Chris Pratt the first time to get all those little movements and personal? Oh, no, it's, it's very minimal. You get hired. <clears throat> you know, I, I got hired on Jurassic. Uh, I got a lucky break. The, the guy they wanted to use wasn't available. I was the second choice. And then uh, I just happened to hit it off with Chris. And when you're on set, you're just watching them. You're watching them when they're doing their live takes. And then you're like, all right, you're just watching the camera or you're watching them. And you're just, all right, putting your head like, all right, I need to move like this. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, there's no, yeah, very minimal (laughs) time to actually research them. It's all uh, very quick and you do what you can. All righty. Fair enough. We are at the 30 minute mark. Um, Tony, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. You, my friend, are fearless. I don't understand how you wake up every day and put your body through those extremes, but I hats off to you. <laughs> Thanks. Me too. I don't understand either. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the day. <laughs> well, thanks, Nick and D. I appreciate it. And uh, it was really good talking to you guys. All righty. Thank you so much, Tony. D, do you have a nice little song for us to go out on? Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell I've never seen with Sarah I've never been with anything less than a man So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field And gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I've taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out to pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. 